Hello and welcome to episode two of the Euro podcast. I'm Jamie Philby and I'm joined by Alan Farrow once again. Hello guys. On today's episode, we will discuss how we fared in each match day during the group stage, deliberate on the transfers for the last 16 ties, which starts on Saturday, and of course, compare and contrast how well we did in our pre-tournament five-a-side selections. So Alan, how did your fantasy team perform in game week one? Yeah, so... In the first match day, I scored a respectable 71 points, which, yeah, it was quite a good start. Um, my highest scorers were Ronaldo and Lukaku, who got 10 points each. They scored two goals. And then my highest, uh, my second highest score was Leonardo Spinazzola, the uh, it- Italy left-back. He scored me nine yeah. points, uh, and I captained him at the time because, obviously, Italy were playing <laughs> in the first match day. And I decided to keep it on him because... Nine points is quite good, isn't it? For, well, 18 yeah. points because I captained him. That's quite good. And I didn't expect, like, obviously, Ronaldo and Lukaku did score one more point. But in the, at the end of the day, that doesn't, it's not worth the risk for one more point. So I was pretty happy with that. I was looking at his stats for the game as well. And he was, yeah, immense against Turkey. He had two shots on target in that game and no Italian player had more, which, yeah, just shows how attacking he was in that game. Yeah. And then elsewhere, Pau Torres... Donnarumma, who both got clean sheets, and then Berardi, who got an assist, all scored me six points. And then Marcus Lorente, Depay, Ferran Torres, and Simon Kier, uh, all blanked. They scored me three and two points, respectively. And then, obviously, because you're allowed to sub out a few players if they don't score many points, I subbed out Jason Denier, who everyone thought was going to be a starter, didn't they? 4.5 million bargain yeah. for Belgium. And he didn't, he didn't start that game, unfortunately. Uh, so I subbed him out. Joachim Mele, the left-back for Denmark, and Christian Eriksson. Obviously, what happened to him in the Finland game had a massive effect on, mm. on Denmark's result. And I, I believe, under normal circumstances, if that wouldn't have happened, I think, I really do believe that uh, Denmark would have kept a clean sheet in that game and probably won it. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, I wish you all the best, Eriksson. Hope he recovers quickly. So, yeah, 71 points in the first match day. I was... Pretty pleased with it. It was a really good start, to be fair. How did your, your match day one get on, Philby? Yeah, so uh, you did a bit better than me. Um, I got 53 points on match day one, which, you know, it's, it's a decent return, to be fair. So I had Donnarumma, Pau Torres, Ruben and Ruben Diaz. They all kept clean sheets. And then I had Berardi, who registers an assist and a clean sheet bonus. What a, what a buy Berardi's been for yeah. me. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's cheap, cheap as chips, isn't he, you know? Yes, Compared to some of the other midfield options. And then I had Lukaku scored twice. So yeah, that was that was pretty pleasing. But um, other than that, I, I didn't really have that many returners, to be honest. Danny Elmo didn't really do that much for me. Barella, quite disappointing. You know, got three points. Harry Kane, don't really want to say anything more about him. <laughs> I don't know what, what's going on with him in this tournament. I think with him personally, I think it's just something to do with moving away from Tottenham. Like that's definitely playing with his mind. Maybe, yeah. 100% fit. And then I had Lewandowski. Poland, Slovakia, uh, yeah, five might score. Didn't, and then he's got gone and scored three of the next two games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic. Um, yeah, it's just pretty disappointing all around. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad to be fair. Like like you I had denier, didn't play, and then I had Mailer, the old Danish thing that you just touched upon. Yeah, and then I, I also had to fit the Finland goalkeeper. He got thirteen points. <laughs> Unbelievable because he saved the yeah, penalty at the yeah. game, didn't he? I think. Uh, yeah, he you know. But, when your luck's out, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall, like, it was a solid start. I was pleased that Lukaku scored. But, um, yeah, he was the only player in, in my team that scored. Oh, really? Well, yeah. yeah. Match day one. 
but yeah, it was it was a, it was a nice solid start. And then match day two, I did my I played my limitless chip, and it was an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, likewise. So, yeah, so if I just quickly go over the match day yeah. two, I so the only people that returned for me were John Stones and Donnarumma kept clean sheets. And then I had Berardi, he got six as well, got an assist. To be fair, and then like, literally everyone else out. It was just pretty <laughs> sad. To be fair, I bought in Carl Walker. Uh, did wasn't even in the match day squad, and then Thomas Munier only got two points. Yeah, it was, it was awful, really. Kempempe, Varane, two points each as France drew up against Hungary, which is probably one of the you know shock the results of the whole yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah. And then I captained Mbappe, was thinking, oh, surely like give him something <laughs> against Hungary wasn't to be. And then one Aldum and Daniel, as I just mentioned, who did nothing for me in the in the first um in the first match day. So yeah, overall thirty eight points, quite quite uninspiring. But I think a lot of people didn't do too well in match day two because all the big hitters didn't return. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how did you do? Yeah. So unlike in match day one, where I had four goal returns and two assists, in match day two I had one goal return and one assist, and they both <laughs> came from Andrei Yarmolenko against North Macedonia. Um, yeah. So obviously he was a good pick in the end, yeah. but it's just a bit disappointing that using Limitless, I only get one goal and one assist and they're both from the same player. And then the only other returners were Spinazzola and Donnarumma again. They're just, yeah, really good. They've been really good options throughout the whole tournament. And it seems like they will be for at least the next group, uh, the next knockout game. I'm not sure about after that because they could be facing Belgium or Portugal, I believe it is. But um, yeah. yeah, so they scored six points each and... Yet again, I started with uh, my captain, captain's armband on Spinazzola. And again, I just decided uh, he only scored six points this time. So that would have been 12 points. Uh, and I, yeah, I just decided to keep it on him again. I, I, I didn't really want to risk it. And to be fair, it did pay off that I, uh, I didn't swap it around because mm. I would have captained Lukaku. And uh, yeah, he blanked. He got two points. And the only other player was Yarmolenko who got more points than Spinazzola and I wouldn't have put the armband on him. So, you know, it ended up being okay. Uh, and now to the le- my lengthy list of blankers. <laughs> so the most painful one for me was Zinchenko because I opted him, uh, I opted for him over Dumfries and obviously Dumfries went on to get a goal assist and a clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, He scored 14 points while Zinchen- uh, Zinchenko netted two. So, yeah, I think basically... If you had Dumfries, then your limitless would, went pretty well. Apart from that, if you didn't have him, like all the other main options didn't play well, did they? Like, like you touched upon before, the French, the French players, yeah. they weren't. Uh, a lot of people were stacking up on their their players, and yeah, they drew one all with Hungary. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that. Um, I had Munier in defence. They conceded early to Denmark, so then I swapped him out for Jordi Alba, who also conceded against Poland, <laughs> and then. Had Lucas Hernandez, didn't even play, so he stayed on my bench, which was annoying. But in the end, it wouldn't have mattered anyway because Hungary scored against France. And then in midfield, Pogba, Wijnaldum, Mountain, and Sinyi all blanked, scoring three and two points, respectively. I thought Mount against Scotland was one of our better players. Um, yeah, I agree. Obviously, everyone was pretty average, but he had a. I think he had our only shot on target, <laughs> and mm. he had a. He made a few chances and had one chance where. He was running in on goal and it was slipped through to him from out wide, I think maybe by Sterling. And yeah, he just completely like missed it and it went wide. Yeah. But yeah, and then up front, had Lukaku and Kane. Yeah, both blanked. Brought in Mbappe for Kane off the bench. Um, yeah, and he also blanked. Although I think it's fair to say that Mbappe was a lot livelier than Kane was against Scotland. 
and um, he was kind of unlucky not to get any returns. To be fair, because he had that, he made a lovely hill flick assist to Benzema. Yeah, he was through on goal like it was completely open, and he just scuffed his shot, didn't he? And it went wide. Yeah, so yeah. on another day, I think that goes in. So yeah, forty-seven points altogether, which yeah, using limitless isn't great, but like you said, most people that use limitless uh, in match day two didn't have the greatest. Points scored, so it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah. Shall I move on to match day three? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. All right, so in match day three, I used my wild card and I scored 78 points, which I thought was, yeah, a really good return, to be honest. All in all, in my 11, there were only two blankers, which were uh, Serge Gnabry and Robin Goosens. That's pretty ironic, I think, because <laughs> the reason <laughs> I brought them in... Oh, no, sorry. The reason I used the wild card was to bring in Germany assets and then two of those three get one and two points, respectively. Uh, obviously, Havertz got me seven points because he scored, so can't be yeah. too annoyed about that. But yeah, it is, <laughs> it is quite funny how that works out. Up front, I had Depay and Marlon, uh, who linked up to score for the first of Netherlands' three goals against Macedonia. It's, yeah, it's always good to see your two fantasy assets link up for a goal. So probably one of the best things you can see when watching a live game. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, Depay went on to grab two more assists uh, in that game so he scored a huge 12 pointer which was nice annoyingly I opted to captain KDB instead against Finland although yeah it wasn't the worst outcome in the end because he scored six points so 12 points captaincy not the end of the world that's if I would have captained the pie instead I would only had six points more so, yeah and then elsewhere Jochen Miley the Danish defender he scored a goal and he was really high that uh, the whole game he was playing, like basically <laughs> on the edge of uh, yeah, he was on it, box, which is crazy. And yeah. I'm gonna talk about my round of 16 team, but he's definitely gonna be in there. And then Vermalen was a bit lucky. I brought him in because um, Martinez said he was gonna start because he, in a press conference before the game against Finland, he was saying how De Bruyne, Hazard, and a few others, Vermalen and Vitzel, I think it was, were all gonna start. So yeah. I, I thought, why not? I take a punt on Vermalen because I know he's definitely gonna start. And yeah, I got a bit lucky because he got the assist for the own goal, didn't he? So that was nice. Yeah, he scored right. nine points. And then Perisic as well. He got a goal and assist against Scotland. It, at first, because you know I messaged you saying, oh, I took Shakiri out for him. And yeah, yeah I was really, <laughs> oh, sorry, I was, yeah, I was really gutted when Shakiri scored the 13-pointer, but then it didn't really matter in the end because Perisic, Perisic scored 10, so yeah. only a three-point loss. And then to round it off, both Unai Simon, the Spanish goalkeeper, and Rafael Toloi, the Italian centre-back, scored me six points with their clean sheets. Yeah. And yeah, so that was good. So overall, throughout the group stages, I scored 196 points, and that gives me a rank of 33k. How was your match day three, Philby? Yeah, so just like you, Alan, it was pretty blooming good, I can't lie. So I only had three players in my starting 11 that didn't return. Belotti of Italy, he had so many good chances as well. <laughs> yeah, he should he have did, scored yeah. against Wales. And then I had the Ukrainian striker, Yamashuk. Only reason why I included him was because he was like the only budget option that I could kind of fit in. So I wasn't really too bothered yeah. about him. And then I had uh, Robin Goose, just like you, played amazing against the um, Portuguese good, and then yeah. just, just didn't do too great against uh, Hungary. But it is what it is. And then I decided to captain Depay. And actually, I should say before, I, I, I made a, a quite a few changes with only like 20 minutes left left until the deadline. I, I, I just didn't like my team at all. I put Depay in, Perisic, Havertz and Goosens, and then, yeah, they all did pretty well. 
Massachusetts, as I just said. So anyway, yeah, Depay, 24 points in total with the captaincy applied to him. Harris, Harris has got 10, which is fantastic to see. He's such a good player for Croatia, isn't he? He's so solid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's, he's a so reliable Perisic. And then I had a one out of 13 points as he scored twice. Yeah, that Havertz got that, yeah, got that little tap in, didn't he, against uh, Hungary? Yeah. Um, which is pleasing to see. And then I had De Bruyne, who got six with the assist for Lukaku. And then I had Toloi and Donnarumma. I put Toloi in at last minute because I saw that um, Mancini had done the old rotation <laughs> in the third match yeah. day. So, yeah, he got me six points. And then quite pleasingly, I had Paolo Torres, who I think has been so good this tournament for Spain. He looks classy on the pool. His passing range is really good for a centre-half. Yeah. He, he comes, he, he started on the bench, comes off and then head, heads it right, right, right. It was going in anyway, but it got given as an own goal. So he got the assist for that, but it would have been like extra pleasing if, if he had managed to get the goal for that. So, yeah, um, just another really good week. I got eight, 81 points. Yeah, um, so. Overall, I, I think I think I'm on about 189 points. Um, yeah, I'm top 200k now. I'm 198,000. Nice. So just gotta just gotta keep it up um, if possible. But yeah, it's been it's that game week three really did make up for the uh, 38 points on match day two. Right? <laughs> limitless. Um, so yeah, should we go into our our draft so to speak for the last 16 then, Alan? Yeah. So yeah, should we go first? Go first? Yeah. yeah. I, I wrote down that there's three teams that you must target, or I believe you must target. And those mm. are France, who play Switzerland, Netherlands against Czech Republic, and lastly, Italy v. Austria. Yeah, because looking at those games on paper, I believe uh, those are the teams that, they, that are probably the easiest to predict that they will win the games, you would have thought. And then the rest of the games are a lot more competitive, aren't they? Like Croatia, um, Spain, seems like it's going to be a really close game, in my opinion. Yeah. Same with Belgium, Portugal. Even Wales, De- like basically all the games just seem really tight. The Sweden, Ukraine, mm. like I don't know who's going to win that. I wouldn't really, really want to bet on that. And same with Wales, Denmark. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I am getting players from those teams, but it's definitely I'm not like stacking up on them like I am for the Italy, for the, the Italians, the French, and the and the uh, Dutch. So yeah. at the moment, my draft is looking like this. I've got Donnarumma and goal against Austria. Yeah, you just. You have to have at least two Italian defenders, in my opinion. So yeah, I've gone with him and Spinazzola again, just because I love him, and I'm <laughs> I'm just going to be captain him every uh, every start of the round because he usually Italy will usually be playing on the first day, won't they? So yeah. <laughs> and then I've gone with Dumfries against Czech Republic, Joachim Male uh, v Wales, and Alba v Croatia. Like we touched upon before, Male or however you say his name, I hope I'm saying it right. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. He's yeah, he's been playing really far up the field for a defender. So he, I feel like he's a good punt because even if he doesn't necessarily keep a clean sheet, like against Russia, uh, he was able to score a goal. And then Dumfries, I was looking at some stats. Dumfries is number four for highest non-penalty expected goals. <laughs> he's above really? the likes of yeah, he's above the likes of Yarmolenko, Morata, Lewandowski, Depay, Lukaku. So yeah, it's crazy. The only players above him are Wijnaldum. Havertz and Ronaldo. Um, Jesus. So for a wing back, that is crazy. And yeah, yeah, he scored once against in the first game, didn't he? Against Ukraine, mm-hmm. he scored once and got an assist in the second game. Who who did they play in the second game? Austria. Austria. That was it. Yeah, Austria. And then in the third game, although he got subbed off at halftime against Macedonia, he did have a shot which he probably should have scored. Uh, Malum yeah. the ball across to him, and he just shot it straight at the goalkeeper. So yeah, I think. Again, especially because he's got a really nice fixture, Czech Republic. Yeah, I feel like you have to go for him. 
And then Jordi Alba, Spain are usually defensively quite strong just because they dominate the ball, don't they? Mm. Um, and yeah. Croatia, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. I think I don't know if he will. I, keep I do fancy there. Spain in that game. Yeah. to be honest, I yeah. do. Yeah, and obviously uh, Alba's attacking, isn't he? So you, if, yeah. you, if you if you want to if you have enough money, it's best to go for the defenders that uh, play wing back. And then in midfield, yeah. I've gone with Wijnaldum, Berardi, and Damsgaard. Damsgaard against Wells is a bit bit of a punt, but he's been great since uh, coming into the team replacing Ericsson. He was really good against Belgium, was it in their second game? Yeah, yeah Belgium. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was really good against Belgium, and then he scored a great goal against Russia. Yeah. So I, I like him as a little punt, and he's only five point nine million. So he, uh, yeah, he frees up a lot of funds by choosing him. And Wells, I, I honestly think Denmark beat Wells. So hopefully, um, yeah, Amsgard will get in the points there. Um, mm. And then Berardi, he's cheap, isn't he? Six, six, boy, well, six point two million now. You can't go wrong with him. And Austria is a nice fixture for Italy. And then Gini Wijnaldum, he's got three goals already, which is quite good. And he, yeah, he plays a lot more advanced than he does for Liverpool. So a nice fixture against Czech Republic. I think he's a good option. And then up front, I've gone for Benzema v Switzerland, Lukaku v Portugal, and Depay versus Czech Republic. Yeah, I don't think really I need to explain why I picked those. Maybe the only one I should explain a little bit is Lukaku against Portugal. It's it's between hit for me. It's between picking him or Mbappe or Griezmann against Switzerland, and just going for no players in the game between Portugal and Belgium. But yeah, I, I think Belgium win that game, and Lukaku is he's just inevitable, isn't he? He always scores goals, yeah. and Portugal did concede six goals in the group stages. So that's true yeah, as well. Yeah, isn't as strong as we probably once thought, or at least thought before the tournament started. I don't think anyone expected them. To uh, concede four to Germany. Yeah. So, yeah, at the moment, I've got Lukaku there. And then on my bench, I've got Simon, the Spanish goalkeeper, Yarmolenko v Sweden, Pavard v Switzerland, and Forsberg v Ukraine. Yeah, the Sweden-Ukraine game, I don't, I don't know what to think of that. I, I really don't know, but I feel like if it is high scoring, uh, Yarmolenko and Forsberg will hopefully be involved somehow. It is a bit risky, though, having these, yeah, like, it might be a bit easier to downgrade someone to free up some funds and then get rid of Yarmolenko and bring in Pogba instead because he's been class, hasn't he? Yeah, um, he's been so good. And it's a nice fixture against Switzerland. So I'm not sure if I will yeah. keep Yarmolenko, but for now I've got him in my team. And then, yeah, so my captaincies will go on the first day, Spinazzola, second day, Depay, third day, Benzema, and then fourth day, Yarmolenko. But obviously, I'm hoping Spinazzola just keeps a clean sheet. And to be honest, if he does, I'm just going to keep it on him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like taking the risk. I'd rather just keep the six points bank it. And yeah, hundred percent, I agree happy with that. So yeah, how's your team looking for the round of sixteen? Yeah, so I just I did my wild card this morning. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar to yours, to be fair. So I've gone with the Italian doubler of Donnarumma and Spinazzola in defence. Yeah. Um, but I've also got Immobile too. I think I'm going to captain Immobile, mate. Okay, nice. Like, yeah. They're playing Austria, just what why not? He's he's looked yeah. really good in the two games that he's played, nine points and seven points respectively. Um, yeah, so I, I think um Immobile is for me, he'll be the captain on the first day. And then elsewhere in my defense, I've gone, I've got Paul Torres and Unai Simon. I bought Unai Simon, the Spanish keeper. 
just in case Donnarumma doesn't keep a clean sheet. There's always that chance. So then yeah, I can just transfer Simon in. Yeah, um, and then I've gone for uh, Denzel Dumfries, tricky wing back that you've spent a lot of this podcast deliberating on. <laughs> so I won't, <laughs> yeah. too, I, won't yeah. I won't go too much into him. So yeah, I've got I've got him as well. And then I've got Van Arnold too. Um, obviously, now that you've just spoken about your team or not, it's maybe realise maybe I should only have one Dutch defender, you know. But they look solid at the back. I mean, they've kept clean sheets in all their games, haven't they? I think. Yeah. Or, sorry, not all so, of them, but yeah. And then Van Arnold got six yeah. points in the first for the assist. So that, that's who I've gone for. I said Paul Torres and Unai Simon. Two Spanish defenders, two Dutch defenders, and two Italian defenders. And then I've also got Kim Pembe on the bench. Um, yeah. Which I'll, I'll probably bring him on. So I think France will keep a clean sheet against Switzerland, to be honest with you. Heavy, heavy favourites for that one, aren't they? Yeah. And then in midfield, I've gone for Wijnaldum. He's looked, he looks so much better when he's playing further forward, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he really does, yeah. Everything the Dutch do, mate, he's part of that. He's one of the reasons why they did so well this tournament, one or three other group games. And then I've gone for Sarabia, the Spanish uh, right winger. 14 points in the last game against Slovakia. Uh, surely he'll start the next game. One goal, two assists, and of course he got the clean sheet bonus. Yeah, so, he's cheap, uh, isn't got, he? Yeah, he's quite cheap. I think he's 6.9 million, I'm pretty sure he cost. Nice, yeah, yeah, 6.5 million. Yeah, really cheap. So I, I've just gone for him. And then I've gone for Locatelli as well. I mean, he so good in the first couple of games. He's so cheap as well, 5.7 million. Yeah, he did. Um, does he start though? That's the problem with Verratti coming back in. I think he will. I, I, okay. I think, I, I, I just think there's no way he can't not. The last game that he played in 14 points against Switzerland, he was so yeah, good. He was class. Uh, can yeah, I quickly so, touch upon uh, yeah. Verratti's performance against yeah. uh, Wells? Unbelievable. He was, yeah, Absolutely he unbelievable. Well. He's so good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, carry on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think he'll play Locatelli, to be honest okay, with you. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, and even if he doesn't, just take him out, bring Paul Pogbrin or Forsberg. Um, like you, I've got Forsberg in. You know what, in one of my um, uh, wildcard drafts from the match day three, I had Forsberg in my team. Oh, um, no. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I think I took him out and then put like Depay, or ended up being like Depay and Wijnaldum. So Elliot yeah, it didn't today, matter probably, in the end. Probably negligible. Yeah, the yeah. difference. So, yeah, that, that's my midfield. So, just to go over it again, Locatelli, Holper, Forsberg, Sarabia and Wijnaldum. Pretty strong nice. all round. Yeah, I think so. And then up front, this is where it's subject to change. I think I'm going to keep with Depay. Just the Netherlands have such a nice fixture on paper. I mean, Depay's played so well. Just the same case as Wijnaldum, really. And Mobley captain, uh, as I've already touched on. And then this, I'm, I've got Ronaldo. I mean, 10 points, 9 points, 10 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Against you know France and and Hungary and Germany is unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. Goal in the tournament, I mean, I can understand why a lot of people might not have him just because they're playing Belgium. Um, but if, if that's the case, I really don't know who I'd get in. I just I think there's no way you can't not have Ronaldo. I need to, I need to learn my lesson. I need <laughs> to keep him in, you know, because if Portugal score, he will he will get the goal or assist every yeah, single that's time. True. Yeah, he's just unbelievable, isn't he? Um, yeah, so I was, I played it really simple, I, like like you did. I just went for the, the players that are in form and have scored the most points. Really, um, yeah, all, all of my players in this team have ridiculously high points in comparison to a lot of the other players. <laughs> yeah. Like Ronaldo's got twenty nine points so far in the fantasy. He's a top point scorer, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he is. Mobile yeah. sixteen, but he's played a game less. Depay twenty. Wijnaldum 23, Sarabia 16, and he's only really played one game. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Lo Locatelli 17, Dumfries 22. You know, 
Donnarumma, 18. Spinner's own of 15 points. Patrick Van Arnold, 18. It's crazy. And then Forsberg, 23. He's yeah, been the mad, unsung, yeah. unsung yeah. hero, you know, the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah. he really has. So I, I just think looking at this team on paper, I think it, it will do okay. Um, as I said to you, just my only reservation now, actually, is just do I really go for two Dutch defenders? I mean, they are playing Austria and some of the, they're, it's better than some of the other options, isn't it? They're playing Czech, Czech Republic. Czech Republic, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're playing the old um, Czech Republic. So I think I may as well just go for two Dutch defenders there. But yeah, um, I, I, I think I'm looking forward to the last 16, to be honest with you. And I can see myself getting quite a lot of points, to be fair. Um, no, yeah, it, it, it should be fun. And I, I, I'm, I, to be honest, I'm having a lot of fun just with the format of the Euro Fantasy. It's the same as the World Cup one. In 2018, yeah. I was having a lot of fun with that. It's just, I don't I know. totally it's, agree. It's, it's, it's better. It's better than FPL. Yeah. I think I'll the think reason it why it's so fun as well is because it's just over in a month. So you don't have to like yeah. worry about it too much throughout the like, so last nine months, doesn't it? So you need to be yeah. like on it for the whole nine months, making sure you're, you're mm. paying attention to the games and who's scoring and stuff like that. Wherever this, you only have to yeah, it for a month. I, I totally agree. It. Yeah, because um, a few of my mates are doing the Euros fantasy and they will never even think of doing the, the FPL yeah, just because, yeah. it, as you literally just said, it just takes too long, nine months. <laughs> they're actually really enjoying it and I didn't think a couple of them would to begin with. I mean, they're, they're big into football, but they just don't have like the the willpower, I guess, to do fantasy <laughs> Premier League because it's yeah. so strenuous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's being enjoyed from everyone, really. And there's, I think it's like 5.7 million players on the database now. Oh, really well. with a team it's, it's quite a yeah. lot you know yeah, considering yeah. it's such a small tournament yeah so moving on let's talk about our five-a-side picks for the group stage so um alan who, how did you do how did you fare yeah so i think i did really well i haven't seen your points yet but i'm hoping i beat you so i had spinazola mm. who scored 15 points got two clean sheets one assist ferran torres who left it late to get to get a a point scored on the board but yeah he got me 10 because he scored a goal against slovakia yeah. David Alaba, 11 points. He got two assists and he was, he's been one of Austria's best players. I mean, yeah, you would have thought that would be the case, wouldn't you? Because David yeah. Alaba is just a class player. And then Lukaku and Depay up front, they got 18 and 20 points. Lukaku scored three goals. Depay got two goals and two assists. So overall, that was 74 points scored and all my players selected got double-digit hauls. So that was nice. Jesus, fair play, I mean, man. Yeah, fair. you smashed me. <laughs> I got 43 points overall. So I had Zinchenko, disappointing, only got five points. Danny Olmo, five points as well, the Spanish uh, midfielder. Although the, I, he started the first two games and I was actually, I thought he was the, one of their best players. He just got dropped for the Slovakia game and yeah. then people that... To his replacements like Sarabia and like, <laughs> Baron Torres came on. Bang, they spoke, they both scored, didn't they? Um, Joshua Kimmich got me 11 points overall. He's got eight points versus Portugal because I think he's put in that game. Harry Kane, six points. Just oh, frustrating. <laughs> I, wish I, did, I wish I didn't pick him. But on paper, England. Now on paper, you, know, you yeah, you, I would have picked him as well. Yeah, you think he's going to score? Yeah. Don't you? And then Mobley, my uh, highest point scorer, 16 points. Uh, he only played two games as well, which is frustrating. Got two goals and one assist in those two games. But yeah, as I said, overall 43 points. Um, hey, you smashed me, mate. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty handy for you how all five of your players had double digit points. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm surprised none of us chose Ronaldo, but I guess it was yeah. his hard fixtures. Um, uh, that, that's precisely the reason, and that's yeah. why I'm going to have him in my team because he's played ridiculously <laughs> yeah. hard opponents yeah. now and 
scored against all of them. Yeah. Unbelievable player. The only caveat was uh, three of those are penalties, weren't they? But Very true. But he's got to be there to stick him away. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, um... <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the Fantasy Fives for round of 16. Who have you picked, Philby? Uh, yeah, so I've gone for Dumfries, uh, your favourite right back. <laughs> uh, five, he's only 5.6 million. Czech Republic. Yeah. Emil Forsberg, uh, 7.7 million against Ukraine. I think that's pretty much a punt, to be honest with you. There, um, I mean, Sweden aren't really that attacking, but yet they've somehow scored quite a few goals in the group stage, you know, especially in the last game. And he's always at the centre of um, what Sweden do good. So, yeah, to come for him. Locatelli, 5.7 mil against Austria. Uh, but now that you've said that he might start, then I might think about that one, give it more, a bit more time. Benzema, 10 million, Switzerland. And then Yusuf Paulson against Wales. He's had a good tournament so far, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. 8.2 yeah. 8. million. So overall, that's 39.4 million. Yeah, who have you gone for, mate? Yeah, so I've gone for, again, another defender or wing back, I should say, that I really like, Spinazzola. <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems like all, all my favourite players this tournament have been wing backs. It's Spinazzola, Male, Dumfries, Alba. So, yeah. Anyway, I've gone with Spinazzola, 5.6 million. He's playing Austria. I'm pretty sure they will keep a clean sheet and potentially yeah. Spinazzola could get an attack and return as well. Like my t- actual team, I've gone for Damsgaard, 5.9 million against Wells. Mainly the reason for picking them is this cheap price, frees up funds for more expensive strikers. The other midfielder, so I've gone with two Scandinavian midfielders. Uh, my second one is Kulovesky against Ukraine. He plays Ukraine yeah. and he he's he didn't start the first game and he was on the bench for the second game. I believe he had COVID. Um, so he's just recovered from that and he got two assists in the last game against Poland. So yeah, yeah. and he's only 7 million. So I think he's a good shout. And then up front, I've gone for Depay and Griezmann. Uh, I would have went for Mbappe if I could, but couldn't afford it. So yeah, Griezmann comes in instead. Obviously, still a decent pick. He doesn't play as far forward as Mbappe and Benzema do, but you've gone with Benzema. So yeah. yeah. And then, Sorry um, about that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's fine. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, Depay. Yeah, he's been great, hasn't he, this tournament? And like we've touched upon before, great fixture against Czech Republic. The Netherlands have scored quite a lot of goals in all their games haven't they so yeah they have um i think i think they uh, they might concede but i think they score at least two goals this game uh next game against Czech Republic, and i'm sure if they do that Depay will be involved in one way or another so yeah that altogether comes to 39.7 million total so that concludes this episode of the euros podcast we'll be back next thursday after the last 16 games have been played with a preview to the quarterfinals thanks for listening